Hello and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Breathe 2014, a French movie that I don't know the director of because I'm the casual. My name is Isaac Ranson and I'm joined here with Juzo Greenwood. Hi, the director is Melanie Laurent, by the way. She's actually an actress, uh, or well, more known as an actress, but we'll get into that. Juzo's our fill-in expert uh, this episode. Cameron is on vacation. He went somewhere, and I probably shouldn't disclose it, but I do have a random... I don't know why. This is such a random story I thought of about Cameron specifically, but he told me once that um, he was like going to New Mexico to like sell drugs in high school, and I was much... I was just very, very innocent back then, and I really believed him. I thought he was up to like some sketchy stuff. He didn't say it was like drugs, but he was like... Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going down there and I can't tell you what I'm doing. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, you have to tell me what you're doing." And just poor high school Isaac, you know, completely oblivious to him just pulling pulling a fast one on me, I guess. Oh but um, yeah, he's on vacation, probably not in New Mexico, um, because he wouldn't tell me what he was doing, anyways. Cameron, or uh, I was gonna say Cameron Juzo, how are you doing as the fill-in expert? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing much the same as as I was last week. I mean, I'm I'm here down with my grandma, so not not much has changed uh, in so far. Have you have you watched anything worth uh, recommending this week, Isaac? Um, have I watched anything good? I'm trying or to think. anything I, in general. So so Tim Smith, the our resident homeless person, continued to like just beat me into watching WandaVision. So I basically caught up on the show besides the episode that aired this last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all right. It's entertaining. I think he was definitely on the hype train. I think it's 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 fine. It's good. My but brother keeps been, trying to get me to watch the show. and Yeah. It's got a, a definite charm that I was not expecting, I guess. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to come down to the stylized interpretation of sitcoms and all that. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I've, I've said it once and I've said it again. Like, who had a, p- a poster of Vision on their wall? Like, who cares about these characters, you know? Like, I don't, I, I'm so, I'm, a, I'm speaking as a casual. Like, I'm done with the MCU. Like, it's over, you know? Yeah, I always felt like that was a pretty under, like, not particularly interesting aspect of that world, uh, those two characters. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to watch it because it sounds a little bit weirder than some of the MCU stuff, but. I will say I that Vision's actor is definitely going to get more comedic roles after this uh oh. like you know acting th- it's he he acts very different actually both of their characters act kind of different than what they were in the show and mm-hmm. i think they're the, the basically disney and the mcu are just having fun like flexing with all that in it so it's enjoyable i mean if you have disney plus i think it's worth a watch and there's really I don't know what else I've really been watching. I could have swore to you that there was something else. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll mention that. Oh, I I just said it before we started recording. Uh, I've watched Empire Strikes Back with Glenn, and that's actually our commentary track uh, for this month. I know it's not French, but I just needed a palate cleanser. I had to do something (laughs) different. And because Cameron was out of town, uh, we had Glenn, who is my brother, who's studying music composition, come in and record some uh, uh over empire strikes back talking all about the scoring what john williams did with that we picked that because mm. we figured most of you have seen that movie and hopefully glenn can point out some fun things so that's available on patreon if you pay at the one dollar level you get access to the commentary tracks juzo you're one of the people that actually listens to them the uh, do you enjoy yeah, them 
Yeah. I, what's what'd you ask? I said, do you enjoy them? Are they good? Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. And I mean, to the point that I actually was, I was trying to get to uh, to get. I hope we can still do it at some point. Talk to you and Karen about the um, Eraserhead commentary because you guys were bringing up some stuff in that where I was like, oh, I want to like. Uh, fill in some of that discussion because you guys have talked about some very interesting um, ideas. I don't want to get into it now because, I mean, uh, we could talk about it for hours but some of the stuff you guys were talking about. Um, Your reaction to Eraserhead was very entertaining. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm sort of sorry, but... (laughs) It, it was not, pretty funny. I'm not settled on that one yet. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure like how I feel about it. But no, it's a disturbing movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Juzo? You watching anything good lately? I know yeah. you, you watch a ton of movies. So uh, yeah, I guess I do. I mean, especially now. Yeah. Do you want me to go through what I watched this week? Well, how about anything highlight? Like anything you want to highlight in particular? What did I like the most? You know, I saw. I watched. Um, I watched Parasite again with my grandma. Have you seen Parasite? I have not, but I've been meaning oh. to. I think I think you would like it in terms of like difficulty for, um, like accessibility for for a, um, a foreign language movie. I think it's it's a really good like place to jump off. His movies are not, um, I don't know. There's not like it's not like tons of reading. Like I I get the thing with like reading subtitles. Like I understand that it is um, it takes some getting used to. Um, but Parasite, I think, is just a complete blast. And um, the other thing I really liked this week was um, I watched um, Tim Heidecker's um, stand-up special, An Evening with Tim Heidecker. Have you seen that? No, where is that? It's just on YouTube. You can just watch it for free on YouTube. Oh, it's my a, gosh. It's an hour long, and he basically does n- almost the entire thing in character as like a hack basically like a bad stand-up comedian like someone who's like really insecure and his jokes are all really obvious and and totally bomb um but it's like an amazing piece of acting it's an amazing like fully fleshed out character on the stage i Um, love like the strange universe that like tim heidecker's building in the in the dark web of youtube whatever he's doing like it's so funny to me yeah, he has a youtube channel where he just he does a podcast i, I think it's pretty straightforward i don't i don't listen to all of that so, stuff. And, so oh, yeah. that's, on cinema also yeah 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 that's the that's the disguise it's uh on cinema at the cinema right and the right. show is supposed to just come off as like this super bland boring like movie review show but yeah. it always cuts into like this dark anger and world building around like tim heidecker and his hate for like greg turkington his co-host right it's, right and it, yeah. it's so good dude i i it just never dies like the show never dies which is that I show is such know. a deep lore it, it, to me it's almost like too intimidating to start watching because there's so much i don't know how many hours they've done of that show and then they oh, do these ridiculous. like wasn't there like a six hour trial or something of, of Tim Heidecker they did. I mean, I don't, I don't crazy. know. Like, I don't even know like where they get, I mean, granted their, their stuff doesn't look that good, but where do they get funding to, I mean, it's adult swim, I think. But <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I was like, who's paying this podcast guy too? I don't know. But. <laughs> he gets paid once for being in us in 2019, but that's like all the money he ever needed. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't know. He is great in that movie though. Um, yeah. Excellent. It, He's excellent. That movie, so that that fake like bad stand-up comedy, genuinely one of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. And it was the perfect palate cleanser from I, I the same day I watched because uh film critic who I follow gave it a high rating. I watched the uh, Sarah Cooper variety special. 
Do you know who Sarah Cooper is? No, no, no. I don't. She's that woman who became really famous last year because she like did these like lip syncs of Donald Trump. I didn't find them particularly entertaining or amusing, but for some reason, a lot of people like them. And so I watched it sort of on that recommendation, and it genuinely was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's like a Netflix thing, and <laughs> avoid at all costs, folks. It's I have it a very terrible. difficult time. So bad. Yeah, I have a very difficult time like sitting through stand-up comedy, even for people that are, like ours. I usually enjoy. It's very rare for me to find someone that I'm like I can get through this whole special. Um, I understand. That. I mean, it's sort of the, the static quality of it is can be kind of I don't know dull in some ways, even when it's someone you like. Yeah, but the Heidecker thing I'd still recommend because it's it's so different and out there. At least it's, worth just watching some of because it's really it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it sounds like something I really dig. So I think I'm gonna check that out tonight for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Let me well, know what you think. I, yeah. Again, this is Cinema Spectator. You can support us at Patreon.com/slash/ECFSProductions. Get an exclusive exclusive commentary track, including all our other commentary tracks we've done each month. Uh, just like I mentioned, Empire Strikes Back is this month, and you can get your questions read on air and all this other stuff. There's good abilities. It's all great. If you don't have dollars, it's all good. Give us a rating on iTunes. It helps the show so much. Tell friends and family. That is how the show grows. And you can also follow us at ECFS Productions on all the different social stuff. I'm not going to go through them. I know you know where you do the social media. Juzo, you particularly chose Breathe 2014, this French film, for us to watch towards the end of our French February month. Mm -hmm. What... What was the reasoning behind this movie? Where, well, let's well, get into it. it. It takes a little explaining because, I mean, I would say in some ways this was like my third choice for the like the first thing I thought of was uh, Truffaut, who you know who did uh, Four Hundred Blows. He has a movie called Day for Night, which is a movie about movie making that I think is like one of the best, probably one of my favorite movies ever, and one of the best French movies. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's um, unfortunately was not available. Um, and then the second thing I brought up was The Piano Teacher, which is a, a really acclaimed movie from uh, like the early 2000s that was was vetoed by Cameron because he thought the content was too explicit, which I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how bad it gets, but I don't know. If you're there with your family, maybe that was good to not pick it. That's always um, the biggest fear around this podcast is that I usually watch this movie with I'm very curious to see like other people's perspectives too, Mm -hmm. usually, and Mm -hmm. also like in public places in the house, I guess. Like, I would say like public traffic areas, right? Right. So it's always interesting. You know, I'm watching Monica Mana, and my parents are like, How, what are you even like? What is this? You know, like, (laughs) you know, it's, I'm like, Oh, yeah, just watching, you know, the people ride this car for the podcast. And they're like, they just shake their heads like, when is, <laughs> when is our son going to get a real job or something like that? You know, like, I'm like, but, Oh, okay. So who did you end up watching? Did you end up watching Breathe with anyone? Um, yeah, I actually watched it with Jules, my girlfriend who has. I was very curious what Jules would think of this. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. She has a very different approach to walking into a film, right? Like, obviously I'm trying to come in to watching more of these artistic films or whatever Cameron prepares for me on this show with a mindset of like, I got to take this in quickly, come up with my opinion on it. And also like, try to try to see the positive. And I really do attempt to walk into these movies with positivity. My girlfriend on the hand, Jules, she's the opposite. She's like, I don't want to watch this movie. It has to win over my, you know, approval. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, it better it better do its best to to do that. So it's always interesting to to see her 
perspective on it. And I, I think we'll get into like sort of what we think of the film, but I want to, oh, yeah, I want yeah. you Let to continue. Get, I, I need to yeah. get to the actual reason I picked. It. So the, yeah. the, re- the reason I ultimately settled on this, um, in many ways, it's just a, a recent, in terms of recent French movies, I think it's one of the best ones. Um, it's, it's, it's not like high on my list of the favorite movies of the last decade, but it's, it's certainly one of them. It was, it was definitely a highlight of whatever year um, it came out. I think it came out in 2015 in, in the States. And um, I mean, I was, I was thinking about the piano teacher first because I was t- um, honing in on the fact that stars Isabelle Huppert and a big part of the modern uh, French cinema is is really focused on great vehicles for actresses and kind of uh, movies that are a lot more about, um, I guess, like the the internal states of characters rather than I guess more more traditional plot or you know narrative. It's much more about like emotion and character. And I thought Breathe kind of. Um, those those things would apply to breathe. It, that it's not a movie where like if you explained what happens in the movie, it's not like the most insane you know twists and turns. Though there are some, but it's but it's much more focused on kind of the the internal life of these characters, and it has I think some great performances, and um, and really good filmmaking. The director, by the way, is um, Melanie Laurent is is more well known as an actress. And I was wondering, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Half Return. of it. I've seen half of it. <laughs> oh, what happened? It wasn't I don't know. Either. I was like, oh, I got to go to bed, and then I never, I forgot to keep watching it. So, well, the, you know the the girl in the beginning of the movie who escapes at the beginning, the Jewish yeah. girl. Yeah, that's Melanie Laurent. Oh, um, okay. So she she was she's probably most well known for for that first Shoshana in that movie. Um, and I I don't know if I remember if I saw the movie this movie just because I knew her from that or. I mean, it got good reviews, but I remember I was blown away by it when I saw it in 2015, and um, it—I mean, it's a little less like I guess shocking or whatnot when you know what's going to happen. But I still was very impressed by it, uh, seeing it for the first time since then. Um, yeah, so that's I guess my haphazard reasoning for picking this movie. It's not at all a canonical movie. It's not even particularly like a beloved movie, even in terms of the French movies of this decade. I mean, there are some French movies that are really have been like almost instantly canonized from the 2010s. Um, some of which I don't even really like that much. Um, but this one I really like and think is very impressive. So is this, uh, her first directorial debut? I think it's her second movie. I think she has one in 2011, one movie before this. Yeah. I think this, this film has a very intentional palette and style in the way that it's, presented right mm-hmm. and i actually noticed that pretty early on i was like there's just not a lot of color in this movie and there's a ton of like handheld shots which kind of drive me nuts in the movie like the the there was the, i was like these people have never heard of a tripod or a stabilizer like ever like just constant shaking and gray and i was sort of like irritated by the styling choices but i could notice i was like well at least there is a styling choice right you know Mm -hmm. so much of of uh so many films don't have the guts to sort of commit to a style and in the way they're presented so it sounds like you're pretty positive on your your viewing of this film how was it watching it again i don't know is this your second viewing third viewing this is my second viewing uh, and first in five or six years and um yeah i I mean i i i 
really enjoyed watching. I it's it's very um I don't know, it's, it's very low key in places. I mean, it gets very dramatic, but um in many ways I was like, wow, there's not like a ton going on in this movie, but I felt like the movie it's like this it's very immersive. It like it puts you in the shoes of in the mind of the character and you like feel the things she's feeling. And um I don't know, there I feel like it expresses things about um kind of um toxic I guess you could call say friendships and those sort of um uh, unstable relationships that you sometimes have especially I think in high school I feel like more high school than like college or in high school things are very like volatile I guess that's kind of the word and um I feel like this movie captures that you know better than almost any movie I've seen um and as I said you know great performances um the visual style didn't bother me uh, that much. Uh, I mean, I'm just sort of used to that, though. I think a lot of, a lot of French and, well, it's it's not even French or like European movies. It's more like low budget movies. There's a lot of that sort of style where, it's kind of just handheld documentary style. It's not super um, refined. Um, I sometimes just because of budget. Sometimes I don't know. It's also I think an effort to be a little bit more. Um, again, kind of immersive, a little more documentary style. Um, but, but I could see why that would be a little off-putting maybe. I don't know. Well, I, I think part of my problem is that I work in video, I guess, sort of for, for my job currently, and I'm holding right. a camera all the time. So it's like, I'm cursed. Like, I'm not allowed to watch a film without noticing these things now. And so it's not that I'm an expert by any means, but I'm, I'm definitely aware of it and i couldn't tell because like it's intentional it's not necessarily budget right because handheld shots can there there are like a few tripod shots in this movie but so Mm -hmm. much of it i think goes along with what you're saying where they're trying to put you in the shoes of the the character so there's a little bit of like intensity even in like the scenes where nothing's happening and mm-hmm. that's just even like, sometimes it's like a literal point of view shot. Like sometimes yeah. you're literally seeing through the eyes of the main character. So like subjectively, I, I don't draw myself to that when it comes to camera work, but I can understand right the stylistic stuff. Mm-hmm. All that being said, this film didn't really capture my attention in in a, in in an exciting way, and I think a lot of it has to do with the slow burn and maybe the more direct plot right if i was just to put it down on paper right this just follows the relationship of two girls in the end of their high school experience right it's their senior year mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it follows their relationship um you see the the good friendship that they build and then there's some tension that comes about and a toxic relationship ensue, like ensues from there i just i don't know like i think i wasn't in love with some of the writing or de- or decisions around the storytelling. And it, and it started pretty early on in the movie where there was like this scene where she, and, and this is probably like a translation problem too, right? Cause I don't watch a lot of French movies. I'm already focused on trying to get past the subtitle thing, which mm-hmm. I think takes me out of the experience a little bit, but there's a moment where she introduces her, like her friend that is like the, that is like the point of conflict throughout the rest of the film, right? As a classmate instead of a friend. And mm-hmm. suddenly she's like, 
oh, so I'm not a friend to you? I'm like, whoa, calm down, you know? Like, it's just, <laughs> you just said classmate. Like, what is this tension? I, I was like, nothing's happened in the movie so far. Like, I guess something has to happen. But it was just kind of like making my eyes roll at that point. Where I was like, there's literally nothing happening, and so you just gotta make something happen. Well, well, it's it's very it's very it's very frustrating when that happens because I mean I I've forgotten about that moment, but it is very like you're like oh really like this is gonna this is what's gonna turn you you know your relationship, um, but I think it to me it works because I it may, it works because I believe it like I I feel like I've I don't know if that's literally happened to me, but like I know people where those little things can can turn a relationship or little, um, a poor choice of words can, um, you know, turn someone from incredibly friendly to hostile. Um, and so even though it's a little bit like, um, I don't know, like, I mean, if, if, if one of my friends nowadays did something like that, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty petty. But I don't know, in high school, I feel like things are, they're elevated in a certain way and things are more dramatic and, and little things like that, um, do tend to get blown out of proportion. I mean, also, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into like spoiling the movie, but I mean, I think also by, you know, by the, when we get to the last third of the movie, we see that, you know, there's, there's something, um, a little more wrong with the friend character than just, um, just insecurity. I'm not sure if we haven't really explained, should we, do you want to explain what the movie's about a little bit or? Yeah. Yeah. We get, I, why I don't, don't you break it down? You do these things, but. Yeah. You can break it down. I mean, just it's it's basically just um, it's a story of a of a girl named Charlie. Um, I guess her last year of high school. She lives with her mother, and there's kind of a again a kind of a uneasy relationship with her mother and father. And and this new girl shows up, and they uh, name Sarah. As also, I kind of get the names out there so we can refer to them. And um, it's a relationship that that starts out as incredibly. Uh, close and then and then kind of phrase a little bit um i don't know is there anything yeah. else yeah no so. i mean that pretty much that pretty much covers it and i think the initial breaking points of the toxic like of the toxic foundation of these characters aren't as believable as the later accusations right like later on in the film where things get more serious and they're more like digging at each other. You're like, okay, I can understand the tension in this. I think where I began to disconnect is like just how, I mean, it's not, it's not slow, but this movie's an hour and a half and it just felt long. I was just like, almost get to it already. Like I anticipated a outburst of anger between the two characters. I anticipated something to happen. I was like, we're not just building for nothing. Right. But it takes forever to get there, right? And I and I felt impatient as a viewer. And th- I think this is me speaking just as a casual, right? I was I was ir- I was just honestly irritated through watching it. And it was interesting to watch you know m- my girlfriend Juliana watch it cuz she didn't come in trying to get into it. She was like I'm not convinced from the beginning, right? Maybe that could have mm-hmm. swayed some of my opinion, but mm-hmm. Halfway through, she was like, okay, like I kind of get what they're doing. This is cool, but I don't really care that much. And I was like, well, like why? Like why don't we care? Why don't we really like, why aren't we invested in this? And it was funny because we watched another film together earlier uh, in the, or last year, late last year, uh, and it was called Jennifer's Body. And she was like, because Mm -hmm. Jennifer's Body was better. And Mm, I was like, 
what a strange comparison, but in every way, like it's no, it still totally crossed my mind too. Yeah, it, it's still a more like like it was like Jennifer's body was the energetic, wild kind of I don't care what you think version of this movie, right? And maybe yeah. it's more bloated, maybe it's not as refined or or you know underlying with these deeper like i was just like this movie is just too serious you know it's too serious for me and when i when i look back on high school and toxic relationships it wasn't that gray shaky handheld depressing state 24 7 do you know what i mean like it was Mm. not that for me maybe it was that for someone else right but i just i couldn't i couldn't get into the shoes you know, there were there were echoes of things that I had seen before, but why did it feel like a post-apocalyptic movie? You know, like the entire style was like just everything is terrible. You know, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, like, I, I just, mean, I don't know if it was was like everything is terrible. It, it was just, I mean, the, it's 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 starting in a place of of a lot of. Um, uh, there's a, it's 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 a grim situation she's in from the beginning, just with her parents. Like the first scene of it is, her, she's like her parents are like fighting, and she's yeah. just sitting there. And um, it's sort of interesting because you can see she's she's you know unhappy with that aspect of her life. But when she goes to school, it's not like she's like lonely and and depressed. Like she has friends and you know is laughing with them, and they go to the you know play foosball or whatever. But it's. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, 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 the tone of the movie reflects what the character is going through. And, and, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, thankfully for us both, I mean, even as, as, uh, tumultuous as my high school experience was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that depressing. Um, but, um, I get, but like, again, I, get I, it. I believe She's... it for this character and for this story, um, it's about a person who's who's uncertain and is confused and and depressed. I mean, I think it I think it works. But she's backed into this situation from the beginning, I guess. But I still didn't find her sympathetic. Like that was what was even more frustrating for me. Like towards the end of the movie, where I mean, that's the big spoiler, but she enacts her revenge on her friend. Um I didn't like I was like, you're still a miserable person. Like I still don't relate with you. I still don't really like. Like as a matter of fact, her toxic friend I found more fun to watch. Like which was terrible, you know. Her well, toxic- I mean, it it makes sense. I mean, she's the more uh, outgoing, more. Um, I mean, she's the more. I don't know if I want to say more interesting, but I mean, she's like she's like the Heath Ledger Joker to. You know, you're much more like a Dark Knight. You're much more compelled by the Joker than by Batman, like by a lot. Yeah. And um, so th- that's understandable. Um, I don't know. I to me, I, the the character, the the Charlie, the 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 protagonist is is. She, it, I was thinking that as I was watching it. Like she is, it's very internal, and maybe that's why you had a hard time. And she's sort of like also like blank faced. Yeah. But, I don't know. I I felt like like Melanie Laurent did a good job of of showing you what she's feeling just through like a minimum of means, like just through like a lot of those scenes where it's these long shots of her like waiting for the friend or like you know the friend 
Sarah goes off and does something and and a lot of the movie is just about lingering on these shots of Charlie and kind of letting you see that this this confusion and this kind of effect it's having on her of like um because there's that you know the wonderful montage at the beginning of the friendship where you know it's just everything is going great and they're going to party and it's just like love between them and um and the the confusion of that sort of um being ripped away um i think is portrayed pretty uh pretty sharply um but it's but it's also like you were saying like it is subtle there there is a lot of no it's very subtle yeah and and i and i think that soft spokenness around the film i'm not saying that it isn't clear like it's just soft spoken led to boredom for me instead of interest you know i'm trying to think of a movie that's subtle like that that i like draw near to like maybe that is a blocker for someone who casually watches movies in comparison well in terms um, of what you guys have watched i think i think it's not like a similar movie but i think the irishman you could compare a lot of ways that movie is is has a lot of subtlety a lot of restraint and also is about a um you learn a lot about a main character who's very even more blank-faced even lets off even less than um charlie does in this movie um I think you like The Irishman, right? I, mean, I I love it. Like I think it's one of my favorite movies at this point. And I think wow. the reason that that film didn't fall into boredom for me was just the absurdly entertaining cast around Blank Face, you know? Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't have that. This has a half interesting wild toxic person that, you know, you don't like, but you're also kind of curious like what they're going to do next, but there's no um, you know, sparky moments of like this character is just so entertaining to be around. It's more of just like a, a curiosity that comes from, well, there's really not much else going on. So I'm kind of just curious what's going to happen next. In my viewing of this film, I was like, when is someone just going to like randomly die? You know, like when is someone just going to like randomly like, you know, uh, something terrible is going to happen because it's just some, it's just one of those movies, you know, like something awful is going to come because they're building towards something. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. Like I was like, I'm waiting, like something happened, please. You know? And at the end of the film, when like the big revenge moment happens, I just was like, okay, you know, like not surprised really. Like I've just, any anything else ever going to happen in this film? Like, how was that only an hour and a half? You know, like it was that that felt like three hours for me. You know, <laughs> wow. and I and I think like a lot of it has to do with my less developed taste in movies. I can I can be aware of that. Like it it might be a me problem, you know. But I'm just trying to speak on the side of like like from a casual viewer, like there was, there weren't those moments to keep reeling me in. Like if we're going to compare it to a film like the Irishman, where it's like all these, like the character might be boring and you don't really know where the plot's going, but my goodness, like all the side cast is like full of life and energy. And there's these funny moments and dialogue that like bring it into something that strings you along to a subtle like ending. Right. So, I don't know, like this movie. Well, yeah, 
Go, sorry. I just, I I have a hard time recommending it because I was really thinking about it. I was like, maybe it's just a me problem. You know, maybe I'm the reason that this movie didn't land because I I don't want to just push full blame on the film, right? Like it can work for some people. That's why I really loved hearing like what you had to say about it up front to share like all the good in it because I couldn't pull that out, right? I just don't know if it's going to, be a film that I would ever think of for someone to like watch and and well I, when you say it's it's is it a you problem or the problem of the movie I th- I think they're like like we're saying about Parasite being a good movie to like get into maybe a, a type of cinema that you haven't got into before I would say that like this is probably not the first even though it's a movie i'd highly recommend it's not like the first if you've never seen a foreign language film or also if you've never seen you know kind of one of these more low-key character dramas that are very sort of restrained um it's not really a probably like i think for you it probably it has a hard time latching because like the language of of film that you're used to is is so different like something like jennifer's body to me is is much more fits much more into the kind of thing that you're used to watching i think um i definitely did think of that by the way watching this the 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 comparison i mean the the relationship of of a dominant and a submissive or what i don't know submissive but like a a passive um friendship um is very similar to the dynamic between megan fox and amanda seyfried in that movie what's crazy is that that film Jennifer's body continually comes up in conversation between Jules and I because we watched it together. And mm-hmm. what what's even like more crazy to me is that Juliana, she when we started watching that movie, she's like, I hate Megan Fox. And at this point, she's like, I have so much respect for Megan Fox. Like it completely <laughs> changed her opinion of of like oh, her as an actress, right? Um I think the hardest thing about comparing those t- these two films is that I was like, everything that that Jennifer's body did that I enjoyed was missing in this movie and made me realize how much I enjoyed that movie more despite maybe it being more popcorn and stupid. I was like, aren't we supposed to be having a little bit of fun? You know, like, aren't we supposed to have like something here? I mean, fun in what sense? I mean, I, the, the Jennifer's body, um, oddly into like, it's to me, it's like almost the opposite for me because Jennifer's body, I, I, thought the relationship was great between them. I thought that was the most interesting thing in the movie. And I almost felt like the rest of the movie, it was like larded with a generic horror movie plot. And to me, that part of it, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I'm, you know, it's sort of entertaining, but it, that part I was sort of bored with. And I, I wanted to see more of the relationship between them. Um, and so maybe, you know, maybe that's why I like this one more. Like this movie has such a, a laser focus on on just that. It's not even like she doesn't really have other relationships other than the mother, I guess. It's really just focused on that. Um, but I think it, I don't know. I mean, uh, I have a hard time like this whole thing of, of like appealing the movie to, to, uh, to just like general audiences or whatnot. I'm like, I, I, cause I just have no idea. Like sometimes I show things to, uh, to you or like the Irishman. I was so surprised that like you liked that I, I, to me. Cause even I thought that Irishman was boring the first time I watched that. And, um, so you never know what, what, whether something will hit someone a certain way. Um, yeah. I don't know if it also has to do with like, 
the experience you had in high school, like whether you, like, cause I don't, I don't want to make this like a, you know, a, a personal confessional thing or something so ridiculous. But, but I think if, if, if you had certain experiences that in some way were reminiscent of the characters, I think this movie might like hit in a certain way, which is kind of why I was curious about Jules opinion of the movie. Cause it's such a movie about like also being a teenage girl. I was curious if, if there's like a, a separate perspective there. Um, I, I, I am not a teenage girl, but, but I felt like there were certain things in the movie. I remember when I saw it, it was like, a, you know, right after I graduated from high school and there were things in it that I was like, Oh wow. That's like, so that's so like what I was going through. And, um, and even there are things that have happened to me since then that I was like, Oh wow. You know, it, it really, it understands, um, like what, what it's like to be, it's interesting because it's sort of it's sort of like a love story. Like the relationship between them is sort of romantic. It feels sort of like she's actually in love with her, but it's it's never fully like consummated. You know, if if it, it it almost seems like you could interpret it as like a lesbian love story or falling in love with another girl, or you could. It almost feels like you could just interpret it as um, just a super the super sort of intense friendships people go through in high school um um or maybe not just in high school but like what like when you like i don't know if this like happens to you but sometimes when you when you 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 have a friendship with someone that's it's like you know it's not like literally you're attracted to them but it's like it's like deeper than just like oh they're my friend you know what i mean right, right. and um and this like that whole thing in the beginning of the movie just captures that so well that that feeling of of sort of falling in semi platonic love with another person and then yeah. it's just like i don't know for me it's not boring cuz it's it's emotionally is is devastating when it it's that the the volatility starts kicking in and you start um you know these other shades of this person who's completely idealized by her you know starts coming out and then um she's completely just like left with nothing. I mean, like it's, I don't know. It's a very painful thing when you, when you're caught up in, you know, a relationship that's, that goes from that level of like a 10 level of intensity then and, and just like drops back down to nothing. Um, you feel like you've just like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's worse than just having no friends, you know? Yeah, no, I can, I can see what you're saying. I don't know if I have, as strong of a connection, but I can think of moments like as like very specific moments as, as, as like growing up where you're close to someone at a summer camp or on a sports team mm. and you do everything together. And then suddenly like, not anymore, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not, I had a, and, and I'll speak personally, right? Like there was, there was a moment where I played on the football team my sophomore year of high school. And the whole thing around football was like, okay, like we're a family at this point. And mm-hmm. they they tried to build that. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I, I can be a part of this. And there was a practice where I got sl- like slammed so hard, I got a concussion and I blacked out. And then, you know, basically there were not a ton of weeks left in the season. I had to take four weeks off. There were six weeks left. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? I think I'm done on the team. And there was this guy that I was friends with. His name was Nate. And we were pretty close. Like we would talk every single practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like waved to him in the hallway and he like sc- he like spit on the ground and like like pushed my shoulder when he walked by me. Really? 
And I was oh, like, geez. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wait, weren't we just talking a week ago? Yeah. Like I was like, oh. like I was like, that is like insane, Jeez. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember being like genuinely hurt in that moment, but I thought to myself, you know what? It's stupid. Like I, I remember just thinking to myself, like that that was stupid. And like someday he'll see how stupid it was because like Mm -hmm. football was not that important. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a dumb high school sport. Like our coaches don't know anything. We lost like every game. And I was like, that's dumb. There was a side of me that had that like building up where I was like genuinely hurt, but I threw it to the wayside. Maybe that's my personality. Maybe that was, you know, I had other things building me up in a way that gave me the ability to sort of drop that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's a key thing. Other things, because in in this movie, part of it is that she doesn't really have other. She has right. shallow other relationships, and in terms of her just personal life, not much going on. So it's like, if that's the one thing she has to latch onto, that's the one thing she has. It's so I'm like, not, yeah, yeah, like I'm not denying it. the emotion. There's definitely like some realism in the interpretation. I think maybe my personal investment was disconnected because I was like, you have other things, you know? Like, even even in the movie, there are moments where she is given other things with, you know, that guy who's genuinely concerned about her and his mm-hmm. friendship and her other friend who's, like, mm-hmm. genuinely concerned about her towards the end. Yeah, And she yeah, was just, just like, yeah. I don't really care about you guys. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, that makes no sense. Just move on like most people today do, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're building dramatic effect. They're going for the home run at the end of the movie. They got to make sure that it hits. Like like I said, they got to make sure something happens in this movie. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't know, right? I just, I just felt that it was... <sighs> there were moments in this movie where I was like, it's this is such a stupid thing for me to say, but it's like almost like unrealistic, you know, from the beginning where she's like, you called me a classmate and not a friend, you know, like, sure. Maybe there are people out there that are like that, but there's a big part of me. That's like, I would say there are, but yeah, there, but I guess maybe, like I said, maybe it's a me problem. Like in that moment, I'd be like, what's your deal? Like why, <laughs> you know, like why? No, you no, of, weird, I mean, you of know? course. Yeah. I mean, as we said earlier, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, but. So yeah, I, I think you're completely correct, Juzo, in saying that there's like this real, like they're tapping into something that's like true, you know, they're tapping into something that exists, mm-hmm. but I think all these other things around it made it less compelling for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I, I actually think that's so smart that you said, like, in Jennifer's body, there's so much distracting from that relationship. When I look back on my experience watching Breathe, I'm like, I don't really remember anything else besides the waiting and boredom, you know, mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. that. Or, like, the the emotional, like, like, even as I'm like, wait, she did talk to other people, right, in the movie. She did talk to other people. Like, I had to think about it for a second. So, I think I think you're right. It's It, it is laser focused but i don't i don't know like i I'm, maybe i'm just drawn i think it is a me problem i'm drawn to something that is that is uh 
more ADHD. I, I don't know what well, it is. No, but. I mean, it's, it's, you can't control personal taste, and, and not just that, but you can't control the, that, you know. I had probably watched, you know, hundreds and hundreds of other movies that were, you know, uh, that would prepare, prepare me for the pacing and kind of um, style of a movie like this when I first saw it, and certainly seeing it again. Um, I don't know. There are things like, that's interesting. When you bring up the, the thing of like, why does she not talk to other people or why does she not get over it? Um, you know, that's an interesting question that the movie is kind of posing to you because, because I did that, that thought crossed my mind too of like these other friends she has seemed like genuinely caring about her. The, the redheaded girl who was her friend before Sarah seems just like a very nice person. And same with the boy. Um, but her, it's like, to me, it's it's almost like it, it, you're seeing a portrait of someone who is um, too too insecure and too um, internalizes things so much that they, they she can't communicate her feelings with other people. She can't explain these other things, and um, and these other people. I don't I don't know. I I feel like I I can understand that where where it's like you have every reason to to reach out to someone. You have every reason to want to um you know, seek help and not not linger on the awful things in your life. But it's like just something in you can't. And it doesn't make sense, but you can't. And um and again, I I feel like I've rarely seen that that dynamic portrayed so well in a movie uh, as it is here um yeah and i and i think we're I'm, i want to spoil the end of this film especially yeah, yeah. now we talk- since 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 we're there right yeah, yeah sarah's character confronts her at the end with extremely toxic language but also a secondary perspective right in the moment where she's like you're always the victim, you know, you're always, and it's toxic. It's, it's extremely cruel to like push this in her face, but it wouldn't hurt so much if there wasn't some truth to it. And even in the final act of her, like killing Sarah, right. You're like, she's crying, but she's the murder. Like, you know, like, it's like, she is kind of playing the victim, right? Like at the, at the end, I was like, I don't even, sympathize with it was terrible i was like i can't believe i'm not sympathizing with this person more you know and there was a frustration that just continued to linger at the end of this movie and i know i wasn't supposed to take it that way but i was like i feel well, more bad for sarah you know <laughs> I, you, felt, I, you felt bad for sarah for for being murdered you mean yeah but i was also like she was more she was right too and it was she's toxic she's terrible she's a terrible person but i was like but she was more she well, was, that's the thing. That's the thing. I almost felt like watching that scene. It almost made me like, and this is like, I don't think this is this is not like my literal interpretation of the movie. But almost felt like in that scene, it it felt like the movie almost could have been like Sarah doesn't even exist, and she's just like the the darker part of of Charlie's mind, like talking to her. Because in that scene, you're right. Everything she is saying is true about how she pushes right. away and she i mean i don't know like play the victim i mean like she is a victim of being bullied and being her i mean it's not like she's um uh, manufacturing victimhood but i mean at the same time um gee what am i trying to say here i i, f- I feel like 
I don't know. Like I like I understand why like why everything transpires there. Like to me, it, it makes sense, and I it's no, and it is frustrating. It is like um, I don't know. I mean, it is incredibly upsetting. It's not it's not a satisfying. It's not like you know. Uh, I don't know, you know, killing the Manson family or something like you're feeling like, oh yeah, great. You got rid of the evil. You're like, oh my God, this person has just been completely destroyed. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that I needed it to be like a sunset and they're walking away at the end. Right? No, no. Of course I just, I knew it was going in a direction like that. That's what the movie's building towards. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of, I th- like I don't know if I I just I was like I I am missing probably because of me I am missing any sort of sympathy for the protagonist because I'm just so irritated by the protagonist you know and like I said it's probably a me issue right like it's I I, I don't like, know irritated just by her like passiveness I guess or yeah but the entire movie feels that way. Like not only her, but like everything around it is passive. I mean, like, did, you gray, not, did you not bland. feel sympathy when she was being like bullied in school and all this stuff about being a whore and all this like, yeah, no, like I felt, I felt, going through. yeah, like I was like, Oh, this is terrible. It's getting spicy. You know, like something, <laughs> something awful is happening. Like I was like, Oh, here we go. Like it's building. It was, it was, it's been building, you know, I'm looking at my watch. It's been building. Like, at uh-huh. least something's happening now, right? I just, I don't know. I, I don't know who this movie is for, right? Like as we're as we're getting to our ratings, I'm very unsure on how to recommend it because of my own my own convictions about my interpretation. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to figure out like the whole. I don't know. Like, at what point do you? I mean, I don't know. Sympathizing to the main character is is an interesting. Because I mean, like we sympathize with other characters, like when our Scorsese month, all those characters are like horrible people. I mean, like people who actually do like evil things. Um, but I'm not sure if sympathy. But you, you, I guess, empathize with them. You, 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 you feel some kind of sympathy with them, even if you don't like morally approve. Right. There's and like this mor- movie, you feel sympathy. I mean, it's not even about the fact she kills her at the end. I mean, you feel sympathy just through the whole... I, at least for me, I felt immense sympathy towards Charlie for what she was going through. Um, and to me, I could understand what she was going through. Um, it seems like you just had more like distance. It almost was like like ironic distance or something like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm misinterpreting that. Like, no, kind of, no, I think, I think you're right. Like it was... Like you're watching and just going like, oh, you know, like when you say like things are heating up, you're kind of like treating it like oh it's just like like you're watching two like women like fight each other on a bart train or something yeah rather than but that's how that's how i i i felt from the beginning right like i never there was never a moment of i'm in it i'm engaged and i was looking for my entry point right and i never found it and i think i think maybe there is a portion of this that comes down to it being a foreign film in a different language with subtitles all that stuff right and i know cameron's like you got to get over that man but i'm like i i i don't know like i can't right like i can't separate myself from it in in some ways like it is going to be harder for me to get like into it right with it i just yeah yeah i mean i guess yeah i mean there is some difficulty 
Um, but I mean, it's still the, the situation she's going through is pretty straightforward. And also, there's not like a lot of sequences without dialogue in this movie. Um, yeah. I think your positive praise for this film is, is like I needed it. I needed to hear it because I, I, it is not clicking. And I don't know if I can really put it into words why, but there was no moment where I was really just bought in to what was happening in the film overall, right? Well, to me, this, this sort of like bigs, like a begs a larger question of like, what, what is it that, what makes you cross over from from watching something to, to being actually emotionally engaged as opposed to just watching something purely because even like when you're talking about the Irishman you're not really talking about emotional engagement you're talking about like the the uh, colorful aspects of um, parts of the story and characters but I mean I, I remember you've said you were talking about Pixar movies and um, I forget what was the movie you said you cried during we were watching I, I can't remember but but the, you know there are movies the, I'm sure you've watched where you were actually like not just watching and going like, Oh wow, that's crazy. That happened. But you actually like, Oh my God, like I feel for this person. Right. Um, like when you think of those movies, what do you think? What do you think is the difference there? I think like what it's like when, when, when something Man, this is this is hard, Jizo. You're throwing me for a loop a little bit. I wanna I wanna make sure I say how I feel about it correctly. No, no, no. You can you can edit our your thoughts out too. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it. <laughs> no, I mean like edit if you want to edit. You know, yeah. pauses and shit. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> here's um here's how I feel about it. It's it's just because I'm looking at there's all these books around me and to a certain degree, but you're looking at the outside of a book and there's so much like psychological and how you're even going to pick which book you're going to go through. Right. And so much happens in that like initial first few pages. Right. So much happens as you're beginning to read that book where it's like, you've made a commitment by picking it up. Now you're really waiting for it to hook you in a certain way. And maybe Mm -hmm. it can hook you with its language. Maybe it can hook you in a in just its design layout where it's like this is just a historical collection of letters right like at least you can be bought into knowing like this is the structure of the book maybe there's pictures right maybe there's uh an incredible opening where it's like gripping you with a plot or something like that but it's like there needs to be those hooks right and i think Mm -hmm. sometimes a film doesn't have the hooks for me right Mm-hmm. Usually there's a redeeming quality that I can find and f- and find interest in it, right? Mm-hmm. But this movie is gray and bland. It's shot crystal clear with some nice visual. I like anything by the ocean and the sunsets, but it's still gray. Everything's kind of shaky. Uh, not really like connecting in terms of the dialogue because I have to read subtitles. Not really being able to step in the shoes of the characters to some regard, like it creates this distance where I'm like, well, I have to get through it and I'm looking for something to absolutely love, but I don't know. Like there's just not, there's no hook connection in the moment. Do you know what I'm saying? 
I mean, I I mean, I know what you're saying. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I feel I feel very differently. Obviously, I also feel differently, by the way, about the visual style. Like it is, it is um, like colorless and it is um, handheld. But it to me, it's not like I don't find it bland. Like I find um, it's it's not like the most visually compelling movie ever made at all. But it, it, to me, it 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 serves the story. It store it serves what what the movie is expressing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I could continue this whole thread of like, because cause the, the question I'm asking you about, like, you know, what uh, galvanizes your emotions in a movie you like and what doesn't in something like this is a question that I ask myself all the time about movies. I mean, some of these other French movies I was talking about that people really liked from the last decade, um, I've had the same r- response where I go, you know, sometimes the movie's like beautifully made and like is really technically accomplished in many ways, but I'm just going like, I just don't care. I just do not give a crap about these characters. Yeah. And, you know, and why is that? I mean, usually what it has to do with is like, I, I don't believe them. Or I don't believe the dialogue or there's like a certain, I don't know. Like it, it, it either doesn't feel real or the character is just so, um, is just so blank that it feels like there's nothing beneath this character to me is blank but I feel like there's so much going on beneath and you're seeing so much that she's internalizing in this movie. Um, it doesn't feel like she's just, she's her actions or lack of action is she's passive as a person, but it doesn't feel like a passive performance where there's nothing being given to the audience. To me, there's, there's so much being given. Um, I mean, we haven't really like broken down like individual scenes we liked or things like that, but, um, I mean, like, they're a great... I'm trying to think of, of... I can't remember what scene it was where they play out the whole thing in just, like, one kind of, like, lingering shot where someone's talking to her and it just holds on Charlie as she's, like, kind of listening. I mean, they also do that with Sarah when that scene where she calls her a classmate. That's a little different because you're seeing a big reaction in that scene. But I don't know, like kind of like the scene. Maybe I was thinking where where the mother comes back and and Char- Charlie's just sitting alone on the the uh, the bench or whatever, and she's like asking her what's wrong, and she's kind of not responding in any way, and she's not going back inside. Um, but it's like one of those things where it's like you can see so much just through the performance, um, and also through like what she won't say to her mother, and that she won't, she's not able to express what she's feeling to her mother, um, and that that kind of like that internal struggle that you're seeing in her to me is very, um, things like that that you're seeing with her are very, um, moving, let alone the, the bigger scenes of the movie. And they're, they're like some really, um, you know, the, the whole scene where they're on the racetrack, very, very, uh, powerful moment, you know, where it's like, she's trying to, um, because I mean, it's expressing the character dynamic through through the her, her running past Sarah running past her, and then her trying to run past, and then it going to the point that it it sort of triggering her asthma. Um, also, very very um, intelligently done by Laurent by doing it in this sort of the first person thing, and you're you almost it, the sound is mixed like you're in her head, you know, when she's lying down and she's looking up at Sarah, and that sort of cold expression. Um, and you hear, you hear the breathing kind of like it's your own breathing. Um, I don't know. To me, to me, it really works, but 
I don't know. I just, I mean, well, I think it's important to say the good things around this movie because I like like it, it. The hooks missed it for me. So, I mean, if anything that you're talking about, Juzo is sticking out to someone that's listening to this episode. Like, it's like definitely check it out. Right? I could see I could see a lot of our listeners enjoying this movie. Honestly, um, I. I wish I had something different to report on it, you know. But so, so was what I, I mean. You can, if if this is like too private to ask, but like, did did Jules feel the same way as you? Like, she, was she just bored as well? She was, yeah, she was bored. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to speak for her too much, but I know her past experienced a lot more toxic relationships than I have, just because mm-hmm. you know she shared those moments with her, the experience of lingering. And trying to wait on someone like that's something that she's experienced personally. And it just didn't connect with her probably because of barriers and viewing it. Right. It's a different language. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I, like for her, it, it didn't, it didn't catch her at all. And I was like, well, what did you like? You know, she was like, I could see what the, like at the end, she was like, I could see what they were doing, but I found it more entertaining to watch a movie like Jennifer's body where she was like, that was like a over stylized um, version of a toxic relationship that I felt like I'd experienced, but it also was like goofy and weird. And like it, it drew me in, in a way that I think spoke to her personally more. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. the way that speaks to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone's drawn to that wacky Scott Pilgrim versus the world style. That's just ridiculous. Well, I right? can understand that because it's like the movie almost is expressing those things through the horror elements too. Right. You right. know, like sexuality and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can certainly understand why you'd really like that movie. Um, in many ways, I, I liked a lot of things about that, about Jennifer's body. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think there is something like for me, I think that, that what you were saying about like, like waiting on someone, some of these things, relationship dynamics, I, you know, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't relate to some of them and that didn't affect some of my appreciation of this movie. I mean, there, there are things that happen or like moments that like play out in this movie that are like, sometimes feel almost like ripped directly from my life, which is weird mm. to say. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't want to act like it's just because relatability is the only reason I appreciate this movie. It's not, but um, certainly that helps one's experience of the movie when you do. Yeah. I know the style didn't connect with me, but the realism probably amplified that for you more too, right? Like Mm -hmm. the, there is a, there's a grounded feeling to the setting and it reminded me of places I have been but couldn't describe, you know? Like, I don't know what it is, something about, like, the, the small bits of housing that you see, the the more industrial look of Sarah's home when she goes there, the mm-hmm. um, familiar school that is somehow... some it, It's somehow a school that you feel like you've sat in before or something like that, but it's not it doesn't look exactly like your school, you know, like there's all these little things, right? There's a universal aspect to a lot of this movie that, I mean, that's, that's the, on the other hand of like, maybe it's a little slow and whatnot, but I think if, if I was speaking to the audience, I would say you might find yourself relating to this movie or to the universal aspects of the movie more than you'd think for a 
you know, low budget French movie. I'm I'm speaking um, as like an American viewer, right? But the whole scene around the beach and the camping, I was like, I don't know if this is the East Coast or the West Coast or a coast outside San Francisco or something like that. Obviously, it's probably none of those things, but I, w- I feel like I know exactly what it would smell like, exactly what it would be like to be in a situation like that. So mm-hmm. props props to picking the right locations and whatnot and all of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, speaking, if I don't know if we still do the shot of the film, if that's still a thing. Yeah, let's but do the, it. The um, the scene at Sarah's house is a is a amazing piece of filmmaking. But both the, both how she builds it up with, she builds up the whole thing um, as like a point of view thing when she's following her on the bus, all these different things. She follows her to the housing, and then that amazing shot where where you see her going in the house and talking to her mother and like all the cards are sort of laid out on the table. And then the final thing of like having the mother and her and Charlie all in the shot, just great, great filmmaking. Yeah. That's a really good shot. My shot that stood out for me was just this scene. It's like the back of Sarah's head and you're watching the mom's reaction to Sarah talking and Mm. on the right and uh, Charlene's reaction on the left as she's like talking at the dinner table and I don't know why, like for me, that was like, oh, this is kind of a standout frame because you're seeing how two different people hear the same thing, but act differently. Like, I don't know. It was like one of those no, clever, that's a, that's clever great. moments. That, yeah, that's great. I didn't even think of that. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's like how she's like the center of focus in the room. Like she's like coming into this right. um, relationship. And um, yeah, that's a very interesting. It's, it's a kind of unexpected way to shoot that scene, but it really works. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's cool. I, you're, you're right because you brought it up it, it, with the with the scene where she kind of passes out and you see her perspective. This film does do a lot of interesting things with perspective in terms of like filming someone who isn't talking when someone else should be filmed when they're talking, just to like get their reaction right. Right, right. Like playing out the whole scene on uh, on Sarah during the whole thing about classmate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's. But I'd also be remiss, by the way, if I didn't mention the whole like um, party scene where they don't, where they, um, where she tells Sarah that she knows about the mother, you know, and Sarah says, "I'll, I'll kill you or whatever." I just love that. I remember that. That was the thing that stuck with me from the movie when I first saw it. The way she uses that, the, it's that song that was like a really big song, in like eight years ago. We are, we are young. Do you even remember when that was? Oh like a big yeah, thing? of course. There's some interesting. Uh, songs in this film like you and me by like scuro or something like that like it was a weird electronic song that i'm like i listen to that all the time like as yeah yeah when i was in early high school and whatnot i could yeah that up. was like the friendship like scene and the, yeah that was really great too but i love how the, the whole the whole countdown to new year with the with the we are young and and uh charlie in the foreground is just really i don't know really st- really stuck with me i guess yeah that's a great scene yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Obviously, a lot to love about Breathe, Juzo. We should probably wrap it up. I, I think sure. it's we've had an important dialogue around this movie. And mm-hmm. what I love about doing this podcast is even when I don't like something, I can learn to see good elements of it. I was having a hard time seeing it, so thanks for pointing out some stuff that I like. Yeah, I, I don't want it to feel like I'm like telling you how to think about the movie, but I hope, yeah, I hope I shed some light on certain things that maybe would go 
missed, I guess. Well, hey, that's why you're a good fill-in expert, right? That's why yeah, I had you fill-in for Cameron. I definitely appreciate your perspective and you taking the time to, to speak about this film and choosing the film, too. Um, yeah, of course. Even though it didn't connect with me, like that doesn't mean we're not going to have you back on and that we're not going to let you pick <laughs> films in the future. Like we'll definitely let you pick films in the future because oh, I, I love the um, I love your candid and honest interpretation of the film, even though I missed it. Like there's definitely something good here. And if what Juzo is talking about seems to maybe connect with you, give this movie a shot. Like there's definitely good stuff in it, right? Don't oh, let yeah, my yeah. casual, uneducated opinion sway you, right? <laughs> um, but I, this is the time where we're going to give a rating. I, this is I'm, I feel unqualified, Juzo. I don't know how to even rate this movie. I'm kind of stumped on it because I, again, feel weird about my own. Well, like, go with whatever I, you feel. I mean, the whole the, the rating thing, I, I sometimes like wonder how much. Because sometimes I watch movies. I, I think I said this earlier to some extent, like, there are movies I, I expect people to just be completely like I remember when my brother saw Moonlight for the first time you know that's so like not the type of movie you know that he normally he he at that point in his life he watched mostly Marvel movies but just something about that movie just really clicked with him mm. and I, I could see something like breathe maybe someone who's never even seen a foreign movie watching this and going like wow this is really different but it hits home in a certain way so yeah, there's always sort of defies the categorization of like the the classification of cinephile, casual, all those sort of things. Um, yeah, I think like for me, my experience was not Moonlight. It was like I, I bring this movie up way too much, but Drive was one of those movies where I was like, uh, and now it's it's almost a meme at this point online. But I was like, that this movie has me interested to try movies that I know mm-hmm. other people probably won't like. Mm-hmm. But there's something about it. I can't really like put my finger on it, right? So well, it, it sounds like it touched something that you didn't like, unexpected that you'd never seen before, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There was a lot that I enjoyed about that, and this is so random. But like, I really want Cameron to watch. Um, what was that movie? The Florida Project. I think that's what it was. I saw oh, that recently. Oh, they live in the hotel yeah. complex. I saw yeah, that yeah. recently uh, with the Jules. Movie. Not recently. It was like. Sometime in quarantine, I guess it's just an endless year. Um, yeah. But I was like, this movie is giving me a little bit of that vibe too, where it's like, I don't know what it is about this movie, but I just like it. I, I'm really connected mm-hmm. with it, and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't figure out why. But um, yeah, that's one of the films I want Cameron to watch if I get to choose the movies. I think he'll be surprised. He'll be like, "Why this?" I'm like, "Just trust me." All right, just I think you'll. It's up his alley. So, um, yeah, my rating is. I don't know. Like, it's so hard for me to be like, yeah, French movie. So I guess if you're curious, I'm going to put it there. That's like my default. Like, cause I don't think this movie's all bad. I think I'm blinded by my own, I don't know, ADHD or something like no, that. That's okay. But, um, I don't think this movie is terrible. It just didn't click with me and that's okay. So that's where I'm putting it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think in my case, I just think very few movies are for everyone. And I, I mean, I guess if I was to pick one of these categories, I'd pick curious. Um, I mean, it's not even like a, it, like if I was to say just for cinephiles also, it's not even really like an essential cinephile movie. It's not a canonical movie or anything, but um, I just think it's the sort of thing where it's like, 
if that subject matter sounds interesting or if that sort of thing, you might find yourself relating to it. Yeah, I think the exploration of those themes and thoughts and relationships, like it can it can dig up some some probably good stuff for you if like if it's I don't know explored in a dramatized but subtle way. You know, I don't know. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I have uh, movies that movies that are like that that it's like obviously I'm not in the shoes of the person exactly right. Like the the dramatic ending of this film, like. <laughs> no, hopefully people don't go out and like kill the person that's torturing them in a in a <laughs> way, right? Yeah, you you don't relate to it that much. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like, um, there there can be something like to be worked through even in the final statements of the film where it's like misery is accompanied by revenge or something like that, right? Like, there's some uh, maybe that's surface level, but to me, I'm like, it's always when you're when you're connecting with something directly, right? To 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 take something away. I think this movie has that if you're if you're connected there. I just hate yeah, missing, yeah. I hate missing out, Juzo. That's like really the big thing. When I'm watching <laughs> some movies, I'm like, man, what am I missing? Like it it drives me nuts, you know? Well, missing out like what what I like about the movie? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Like I'm I'm at least excited to try to find that in films, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's always gonna I mean it's just subjective taste too at a certain point. I mean, I'm sure once you've seen more movies, maybe it's the sort of thing you might go back to and say, oh, maybe I got more out of it. I'm more used to the pacing and that sort of thing. Um, but hey, I mean, I feel, I kind of feel like I missed out with Jennifer's body because it seems a lot like a lot of people like that more I than I did. I keep seeing it, man. Um, I keep seeing it come up. Like, it's really weird. Like, strange references of people bringing it up and stuff. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Well, Juzo, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, again, we post every Monday. Juzo will definitely be on. He's one of our patrons. Shout out to our Patreons uh, for supporting the show. Shout out to our executive producer, Darren O'Neill. Thank you for continuing to support. Juzo, thanks for supporting us too. Thanks for always yeah, helping us out and being a part of it. You are definitely yeah. an expert. So I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And on that note, so. we'll end it. We'll see you guys next Monday. Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast executive produced by Darren O'Neill. If you want your name read in the credits of the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions to achieve this status. Thank you, Darren, for the support. And for the rest of you, we appreciate your support as well. Have a good one.